They're locking themselves up every day, doing things that they didn't desire. And they're not happy, not seeking happiness, waiting for someone to tell them what to do and how. And I said, I, that, I just came from a place where mm -mm, they tell me what to do, how to feel, how to act, when I should be sick, when I shouldn't be sick. No, I can't, I can't do this out here. You're listening to the Leverage Your Incredible Factor Business Podcast, the place to be to leverage and scale a business that serves you financially and spiritually. I'm your host, spiritual business growth coach, Darnell Jersey Harmon. Join me each week for inspiring stories, powerful interviews, and business growth strategies to help you to experience abundance in your life because of your business. If you are ready to play and pray bigger, let's get this party started. Oh, and if this happens to be your very first time joining me, there's a couple of things I want you to know about me. First and foremost, I'm not new to this, I'm true to this. For more than 10 years, I have been growing businesses, period. I am the absolute best at combining spiritual principles with business growth strategy to turn entrepreneurs into multiple six and seven figure CEOs. And I believe you don't have to choose, yes, you can love God and make boatloads of money. Oh, and I don't do hustle and grind. I do spirituality and systems. And I'm on a mission to create even more multiple six and seven figure business owners. And you might be wondering what exactly it is that I mean by the incredible factor. And if so, I invite you to go all the way back to our very first episode called Exactly What is the Incredible Factor, where I'll break it all the way down for you. Oh, and there's even a really cool worksheet that will help you to define, own, unleash, leverage, and ultimately scale yours. I'm Tickle Purple that you're listening in today. This episode is powered by the Grow Your Business Toolkit. If you are a service-based entrepreneur who is ready to crack the code on having a seven-figure business, this toolkit will literally give you the keys to the seven-figure castle. Grab yours today at growyourbiztoolkit.com. In today's episode, I chat with Lucinda Cross. Okay, you guys, listen. I don't even know if you're ready <laughs> for this conversation. You about to get your whole life. Okay, so before I get too excited, let me just tell you a little bit about Lucinda. Lucinda Cross, known as the chief activator, is the voice of this generation. She is the CEO of Activate Worldwide. And as the founder of Activate Your Life, which is her 5013C. Lucinda is a TEDx speaker, an accomplished best-selling author with five self-published books under her name. She is the recipient of the Lifetime Achievement Award from former President Barack Obama. She is a highly sought-after international speaker and lifestyle business coach, crisscrossing the country weekly, delivering her high-impact, anticipated words of wisdom, self-discovery, and strategy. Lucinda's story is compelling. It is one of triumph and overcoming the odds to regain her rightful place in life. It's a story of using all of her life experiences to inspire thousands. Lucinda helps women turn their stories into brandable, marketable, and scalable business models. Okay, I cannot even begin to tell you about our conversation. We had a much needed conversation in a time such as this, in the time of COVID-19, about adjusting the vision. My favorite part of the interview was the whole interview, quite honestly. There are so many amazing things that Lucinda said that I hope that you have pen and paper. I hope that your mind and your heart is clear and ready to receive what it is that is going to be spoken to you about clarifying your vision, 
activating your vision, about adjusting the vision based on what it is that we are experiencing right now. This was probably my favorite quote that Lucinda said, and she actually said it towards the end of our interview, but it was so juicy good that it made the highlights real, if you will. She said, we have to all learn the language of wealth if we wanna experience wealth. So as you think about adjusting your vision, I just want you to hold on to that. If you are in a state of confusion, if you are lacking clarity, if you are not sure what your next move should be, I want you to grab a pen and paper and listen in as we jump into this interview of me and Lucinda Cross. Hi, Lucinda. Oh, I'm so excited to welcome you to the Leverage Your Incredible Factor podcast. So take a quick moment and just tell everybody who you are in your own words. Yes, I am Lucinda Cross. I, I feel like I'm like the motivational superstar, <laughs> but um, I have a, a business called Activate Worldwide. And what we do is we just help those best kept secrets come out. If you're a best kept secret, my job and my company, we're here to help you just stand out. Awesome. That's what I do, yeah. So how did you get started doing that? Uh, because I was the best kept secret. I had all of these gifts and talents and skills and abilities and not sure how to use them mm -hmm. and no direction. And so because I was doing it for many of my clients and watching them have such success with their marketing and their marketing strategies and, and putting themselves out there in the world, I said, I need to become my own best client. And so I talked to my mentor and which was also my coach at the time. And he said, you know, so what's, what's the plan? Where's your book? What, what is your message? And I said, okay. He's like, so you can help other people create it, but it's time for you. And so I became my own client. And this was in uh, 2006, I started my business. 2009, I embraced, you know, my brand and said, you know what, this is, what is Lucinda's brand going to be uh, to the world? And I've never looked back. Mm -hmm. So you said two things that I think were really powerful that I want to underscore a little bit or double click as they say. The first was becoming your own client. So I think that is so powerful. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the reason why I think it's so powerful is because, you know, the, the idiom says those who can't teach it. Yep. So for you to be like, oh, wait a minute. It's awesome that all these other people are taking what I teach them and it's working for them. But it's not really working for me and having the courage mm -hmm. enough to back up and put yourself in the client seat. Absolutely. I think that is so powerful. So was the breaking point just seeing an, enough other people getting the success and saying, you know what, I should have some of this too, or was there something deeper than that? So my, the breaking point is because when you, when I was in that position and when you're in the position of not understanding your value and your worth, you don't even charge and show up what you're worth. And so one, I was undercharging mm -hmm. and, working, and working extremely hard for my other clients, which means that I wasn't working hard on my business and I didn't understand my value. So I was undercutting myself. So the breaking point was realizing that, yes, all right, I'm helping other people be get, be, uh, to get rich. And here I am still afraid to charge what I'm worth and increase my rates. And, you know, now I'm accessible at all times. You know, I was just when you have no words, I mean, clients are calling my cell phone, which is a no-no, you know, they're emailing me and I'm responding all times at night. My phone is asleep. My phone and my pillow is like best friends, you mm -hmm. know? And so when I realized that my bank account, here I am struggling to make odds, odds and ends meet, 
and getting my car towed and, you know, my lights are turned off, but I'm trying to break my back for, for everybody else's dream, but mine, something had to change. Wow. That is so powerful. And I know that there are so many people who experience it. Like, I, I don't think I can say it exactly the same way, but I remember early in my business, I had a client, I tell the story on the podcast a lot. So they've heard this before, but I had a client named Chris and Chris paid me $297 because that's what somebody else's prices that I thought would be what I should charge. Yes. And I worked with Chris and within 30 days, she had generated $120,000 in cash, not sales, like money in her hand. And I was on the verge of filing bankruptcy. Come on. And I was so resentful. I, mm -hmm. I couldn't even be happy yes. for her because I was pissed off because I'm eating ramen noodles and peanut butter and jelly. And I'm about to file this paperwork to be bankrupt. So I, and she had $120,000. Okay. And so I told, that's so real to me because I get it. Like my hair is actually standing on end because there's so many people yes. who do not understand their value and they need help adjusting the vision that they have of themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I love your story. And I think that the last time you and I sat down for an interview when we were doing Women Bringing Incredible Back, if that's a blast mm -hmm. cast, right? Is when, I think that might've been like the first or second time ever you yes. told that story publicly. Yep. And yep. I, want you to, I want you to tell the story here because I think that because we're talking about adjusting the vision and seeing yourself as powerful as you are, given your backstory, you had every reason to never see yourself mm -hmm. as... Mm -hmm. What did you say? A motivational giant when you first introduced yourself? Motivational superstar. A motivational superstar. <laughs> you have every right, given mm -hmm. your past, to never consider yourself a motivational superstar. But because you are able to effectively adjust the vision of yourself and yes. then go out and call that out through activation, it changed yes. everything. So, so tell everybody, like, the, the, the real, real... The nitty gritty, the, the dirt nitty down nitty. and dirty. The juicy goosey, <laughs> tell them. <laughs> so we're gonna go, we're gonna go back, but and and, and I'll shortcut it. But um, for me, just my, you know, my beginnings. I can't even say humble beginnings. It was straight. Just I made a wrong decision. But um, going to college to become an entertainment lawyer and realizing, you know, I brought up by. Uh, I can't say it was a single household, but basically my mother just was the man and the woman in the house. And even though my stepfather was there. So coming from a struggle mentality in the projects, the oldest of three, I always had this mentality. Although I was first, I was always last. So fast forward now, I'm getting ready to attend college. I'm in a new environment, different people, different faces. And I'm not used to this. I'm used to a community. I'm used to the projects. I'm used to lack and struggle. So because I'm there in this amazing school with people who don't look like me, I start to feel like I don't belong. And of course, you know, Idle Mind, Devil's Playground, an opportunity came up and said, listen, you can travel, you can go do this, this, and this, and we'll pay you some money. We'll pay you $10,000. And I was like, okay, what do I got to do? Pick something up and drop it off? No problem. So I took some time off from school and I said, let me take this quick trip, did the trip. And I kept on doing the, these trips and these trips ended up me uh, with the FBI knocking on my door um, about six to seven months later on down the line to tell me that I'm a part of such a large case. It was um, 65 that they arrested 28 co-defendants. So here I am just thinking I'm making one decision to make some money, some quick cash, because I want to speed up my process of success mm -hmm. and not knowing that I'm connected to a case that's been investigated for three years. So guess what? Your girl is in New York. 
the cases in Chicago. I have to get extradited to Chicago. I'm only 18, now breaking into 19 years old. And I, I'm being told before I even get sentenced, I'm spending two years. I've spent two years in this uh, place called MCC Chicago. And um, when it was time to get sentenced and they broke it down to 28 females who are now about to be sentenced on this case, no men, all the men are yeah, mysteriously gone. Um, but um, I had served a full term of four and a half years in federal prison to come out of federal prison, spending spent my 21st birthday in there, spent my, you know, just, it's just horrible not being able to see my family. But one thing that I did lean on was this, my mother's a psychology major, double major. Um, she always taught us about creative visualization. And that's where our vision boards started for me. We didn't call them vision boards back then, but creative visualization boards, journals. And so um, those are things that I created while I was inside to kind of keep up some hope in this hopeless place. Um, I took my vision board with me when I came home, having to spend another almost a year in the halfway house. And now society is all like, girl, we're not, you, you got, first of all, you're black. Second of all, you didn't, you don't have a college degree. Third, you come from poverty. Fourth, you know, and you came from prison. We don't have anything for you, you know? And so that's the treatment and the statistic that they had. And I just was determined to turn that around. And, and I did, I didn't give up. I looked at my vision and adjusted the vision, right? Uh, based on my circumstances uh, and said, I'm, there's nothing that's gonna stop me. You know, I think I've been through the worst. But one thing I will say, Danielle, the one thing that was really, really discouraging, and I say it over and over again, now that I do share the story, because it was like the second time. Mm -hmm. You was like, I was shaking in my boots, crying afterwards. I wanted to throw up everything. But um, what was discouraging was to come out and see how many women were voluntarily locking themselves up day after day. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. And I came from physical... Hold on. Okay. You just took us in a whole nother direction and I love it. I'm so happy that this just happened. So I need you to back it up, flip it and reverse it. You said you came out and you realized that so many women are voluntarily locking themselves up. Please break that down for us. Yes. So it was, you know, women complaining about the relationships they once prayed for, the job they once prayed for, and just um, just a lot of women just not doing what they desire to do and constantly, you know, putting themselves in these situations and, and locking themselves up when they can easily make change. They're free, but they didn't feel like they was free, you know, and that was discouraging. And because they were locked up and, and waking up every morning, getting ready to do the norm routine, when I was seeking for mentorship and guidance, it appeared to be a threat because I had a vision. And because my vision was bigger than what they would even dream or imagine for themselves, it was a quick cut her down. She can't get too far. It went from even in the church to, you know, in with, with a job, you know, I'm like, so how do, you know, how, what's the process to get to supervisor? Like, how do we work this thing out? You know, and it's like, well, what do you mean? You know, and so it was an immediate cut down because women weren't happy with themselves because they're locking themselves up every day, doing things that they didn't desire. And they're not happy, not seeking happiness, waiting for someone to tell them what to do and how. And I said, I, that, I just came from a place where mm -mm, they tell me what to do, how to feel, how to act, when I should be sick, when I shouldn't be sick. No, I can't, I can't do this out here. And um, because I had vision and dream and because they lacked it, it was a conflict. And that's when I knew what my purpose was. 
Wow. Okay. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I like I have like 20 questions all at one time and I don't even know which one to ask you first, but I'm going to start here. So four and a half years total served mm -hmm. and what kept you going was the vision board. What in the world was on that dang blasted vision board? Like I need to understand because, because <laughs> I, you know, I've watched the movies and I'm sure the movies are nothing like the real experience, mm -hmm. but what was on that vision board that kept you focused forward when everything around you was saying, get succumbed by mm -hmm. what's going on? So the main thing that was on that vision board, I, everything was, who are you going to be? Who are you going to be, Lucinda? Who are you going to be? And that list, so it was on my board, but I journaled that every morning. I had to write it at least 10 times. Who are you going to be, Lucinda? Who are you, Lucinda? And I needed to remember, I'm not a number. I'm not a bad person. I do have value. I do have, I still have a purpose. There's future for me. And so I had to remind myself of that. And so that was probably out of all the things of me starting a business, which I put on a board, going back to college, which I put on a board, getting married, which I put on the board, having kids, which I put on the board. Um, the main thing was remembering who I am in the midst of this whole chaos mm -hmm. when everybody's telling you that you don't belong. Um, they don't trust you. You need to start over. You know, it was just, it was just, it's just a horrible feeling. And, and anybody who's made a mistake knows because it's like, people won't let you live down that mistake, but yeah. who am I and who I need to become? That was huge on my board. Okay. And so every day you said you wrote it down at least 10 times a day as a reminder mm -hmm. that you would be that. And so when you finally got released and you're quote unquote free, what was the first thing that you did? Get some real food. <laughs> <laughs> no more powdered, whatever, right? Right. Just, I mean, and, and they feed you good, but you, you just, you know, it, you just don't. And, and I wanted to eat without a time. Mm. Mm -hmm. Can I eat and just sit back and digest and relax without the noise, without a thousand women around me? Can I just sit down, me and my mom, one woman, and we just talk mm -hmm. and that's it. Yeah. And at what point did you say it's time to activate this vision that held me for the whole time I was here? How long were you out before you started to activate the vision and say, you know what, I'm out. I'm not going to continue to lock myself up. I'm going to live like I was visualizing myself living while I was there without the possibility of making this my reality. So I was free, but I was not free, free, meaning I had to go to a halfway house and okay. I just spend your time in the halfway house and your weekends. If you're good, here you go as an adult, I'm telling you what you, if you're good to your, to your family, but it took me less than two weeks. You know, they said, okay, you have time to find a job. Most people don't find a job and we're going to basically, you can get violated and get in a whole lot of trouble if you don't go out there and get a job and do something. So it took me less than two weeks. I signed up for college reached out to some, some of my old friends to see if anybody is hiring and immediately got to work. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I and how long did you work for someone else before you realized that <laughs> your real vision mm -hmm. was never going to be made manifest working for someone else? How long did it take to get there? It took about four years. Okay. Yep. Four years, four years. And, um, that's when I knew I was like, it was enough. So between the four years, I've already had a child and then you know, I'm, I, I couldn't even, you know, when, once my supervisor told me that, can I get, come back to work and my son had the flu? And I said, no, 
And she said, well, we just need you to come in for a little bit. Do you think you could? And I mean, I just was really disgusted by it. But it was a series of things that happened before years before I just really kicked the can and said, I'm on my own. I have this. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, most women who end up out like us into entrepreneurship, we have something cataclysmic that happens that makes Mm -hmm. us say, "Okay, yeah, I don't know who these people are, but they're Mm -hmm. tripping. (laughs) And I don't know why they would ever think that I would put them before themselves. Mm -hmm. But I want to go back to to the vision again, um, Mm -hmm. because I think that vision is so important, right? Not just because the Bible says without vision, the people perish, right? But you said something powerful when you were talking about the vision boards, when you were talking about your time spent in jail, and you, you said, I knew my purpose, So was it the visualization that helped you to realize your purpose or was there something else? Like how did vision and purpose come together for you during that time that now allows you to be the Lucinda Cross, the motivational superstar that we all get (laughs) activating the world one vision at a time? How How did vision and purpose come together for that? So on my my vision on my vision board, and then my vision was to have. I, I always wanted this creative, super creative school, and I said, "Man, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I want a creative school that helps to hone in on people's creativity, and they can just, you know, be who they are and create awesome stuff, right?" And um, I didn't know those things existed, but and and so from there to me already. So even inside of prison, I was doing my motivational speaking and not even realizing what it was because I always 13, 14 in my teens, I'm avid reader um, of Ayanla Van Zott and Tony Robbins and things like that. So, you know, I'm showing up at, at Ayanla Van Zott's, she used to have these meetings in city college and you spend like $15 and they, all these women are talking about divorce and relationships. I'm only like 15 years old, but I was just always intrigued with that. Hence my mother as a psychology major, but always intrigued with self-development and personal health. So bringing it forward, I was inside of prison helping other women with their visions that, you know, what are we going to do outside of this? Like the vision doesn't die. We can carry this on. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to help other women realize that they did have something that they can unlock inside. Mm -hmm. Coming out when I started to see that women were locking themselves up and they were frustrated, therefore treating other women um, in a, in a way and in a manner because they haven't really embraced who they are and, and stepped into what they would love to do and passionate about. I said, if I'm able to help unlock her, if I can do it inside of prison and she has less opportunities and I can unlock her while she's here and show her, you know, that back to the biblical Mary Elizabeth experience, like, Hey, I'm a dreamer. You can dream too. You know, that kind of, that kind of approach, then maybe I can create a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I said, okay, they're frustrated. I can't deal with this. Unfortunately, I have to be a mentor to the people that I'm looking to, to mentor me. Mm. Wow. I, I just think it's so powerful that at such a young age, in the face of such adversity, you got it. Like you realize that it is bigger than whatever your circumstances are in that moment. Right. And that not in that moment doesn't mean it's your forever and you were already forward thinking. And so let's fast forward. So now you're, you're, you know, you're, you're out, you're, you're free, right? Mm -hmm. You're large and in charge You're making amazing (laughs) money. You're activating the world. You're helping people understand how to get 
out of prison at their own personal bondage that they've created for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, have you realized your vision or has your vision adjusted again? Yeah, my, that's good. You're really good. <laughs> so, but my, my, my purpose is being fulfilled to that extent. And I do believe we wake up every day with um, a new purpose, right? It's not something we have to find. But my vision is being adjusted as I get older, as my kids get older. So before my vision was, one of the visions was, you know, I have to speak in stadiums, palladiums. No. How about I just focus on speaking to my daughter so she can get it at a young age? You know, that while I'm trying to, before I was trying to focus on getting in front of millions of people when I have a whole generation in this one person. Oh, that's so so good. So it adjusted to me focusing on this one person who has my legacy. My legacy is in her and even in my sons. And so instead of trying to speak to millions of people where some may get it, some don't, how much much more powerful is it if I adjust my vision and say, what do I need to instill in her? Because she's going to carry this on with her seeds and even with my son. son. Oh, that is so good. Like, I think... I've, I know I have been guilty of that too, where I'm like, I'm for the masses. I'm going yes. to shake the planet, right? And then, and then you look at home, mm-hmm. right? Proverbial mm-hmm. home, and mm-hmm. nothing around you is as positive, life affirming, or or not as not as much as you're doing out there are you doing in here. Yes. I like got smacked in the face with that several yes. years ago. And I, I was really convicted because I'm like, how are you being so great for the world and you're not being great for your family? Right. And, and my thing was, I had, I had a reason to, right. Because, because of where I come from and all of that backstory, that doesn't even matter. The justification that's right. to be mean and cantankerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like for me, I'm using, talking about yeah. me and it, and I, I had to like, I had to stop myself. It was that whole check yourself before you wreck yourself because I yep. was like, yo, you cannot impact mm-hmm. nations. If, right in your own backyard, it's whack. And yes. so I love, I love that. And of course, you know, we get to interact personally and I love mm-hmm. the, the time and the attention that you're taking for your children, for your daughter specifically, to be able to raise up another powerful woman, a, a woman who won't get caught up in what you got caught yeah. up in right. because you now know what, how to, how to in, inspire her, how to infuse exactly. her with the right mindsets and show her that she matters so she doesn't have to go looking for validation anywhere and, else. And, I'm, and, it, and it showed me, sorry to cut you off, and it showed me even with her that venturing into the preventative portion of my business is more important as well. You know, here, you know, once when I started, it was like, let's unlock these women who are walking around as, um, public success, but private failures, let me start working on some of these youth who maybe these women have already started to damage, right? right. And, and like my daughter and her friends and their connection. And so it kind of, it kind of shifted, but um, it's, it's, it's great work. And that's how Activate was born. And I feel like, and you tell me if I'm, if I'm right or if I'm wrong, I feel like being in tune with your vision is what makes it easy for you to adjust your vision, it's right? Easy. Because it's, there's, as the saying goes, there's more than one, one way to skin a cat, right? Yeah. And if it's, if it's about motivating the world, right, and, and activating mm-hmm. the world, mm-hmm. but 
the world actually starts with our youngest generation because for people our age, some of us are already too far gone. Like I think about my mother and I, I love my mother dearly. And I have tried, she has like the worst mindset ever. And I have tried to coach her and to get her to think about, she ain't trying to hear, right? Whereas I can talk to one of my nieces mm-hmm. and I can, they can say something that's just out of, cra- out of craziness, right? And I can give them a slight tweak and they can shift everything. And it's like instant. And so I think it's amazing that you have expanded the capacity of your work and you're not just working on the women who are lo- who have locked themselves up, but you're working with the little girls, preventing them from ever entering Mm-hmm. A prison, a mental prison or a physical prison. Physical prison. So mm-hmm. talk, a, talk a little bit more about the Activate Worldwide vision. So how big is this vision go? And given what's going on in our nation right now globally, how are you adjusting the, the vision to capture more souls along the journey of activating worldwide? Absolutely. So the good benefit is I've always I have always been virtual Lucinda. The business has always been the virtual Lucinda side, meaning there was always virtual training, a virtual platform, virtual support. So what what I do on stage or um, face-to-face, I always had a virtual component to that. I came from the virtual world first and then went into showing face. Um, so the, the adjustment is, has been pretty easy because I'm just now shifting the focus a little bit more mm-hmm. and now presenting myself to my brands and partners and saying, hey, let me show you how we can uh, master this thing virtually. And the virtual engagements is important. And now they're leaning on me for that information. So that's a benefit. Um, but Activate Worldwide, uh, you know, that was birthed straight out of procrastination. Um, I'll tell anybody like that was, I, I literally lost a whole contract, um, mm-hmm. a six figure contract early on in the game in my business because of procrastination. And so that is when Activate was born. I read this book called um, Strength Finders 2.0 mm-hmm. and my top strength was activation. And I said, okay. that's it. That's it. I'm the activator. Mm-hmm. The company's called Activate Worldwide. And that's it. I'm just going forward with that to help activate others mm-hmm. uh, in messages their 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 brands their products we're just active their gifts their talents we're just activating um you come to me you're going to get activated period you're going to turn that switch on and what you do with it is is up to you but we're going to make sure you leave with some clarity yeah Um, here we are i think i think a lot of people get caught in procrastination right Mm -hmm. we always seem to think we have more time like no matter what it is that we are looking to do we think we have more time to get it done and i love that you, you know, you read Strength Finders too. My, my top uh, Strength Finder is Maximizer, which is not wow. that much different than Activator. And, but my number one is Maximizer. So like we expand everything, right? Like how can we make this thing bigger? That is so you. That? that is so you too. Yeah, just like Activate is so you. Like I can't, and I, I mean, of course, I've known the story since 2010 or whenever we mm-hmm. first had that conversation. But like, and I still think about that all the time. I'm like, she had a vision board up in the jail. And you know, and I don't know if you know this, but my mom went to jail, right? So during my uh, eighth birthday party, my mom's home was raided, drug related as well. Wow. He actually was in partnership with some dealers and they were in her attic. They were cleaning and preparing the drugs for sale. And so oh. there had been a sting and they had been watching her for a while and on my birthday, November the 16th, whatever year it was, I was eight. So 1983. Wow. Is when they came in with the big thing to open the door, but everybody down and took my oh mom's my. jail. 
And so I struggled because I thought it was my fault. Like it was my birthday. Like why, you know what I mean? Like she didn't want me and she, she didn't want me. So she came up with the most elaborate scheme, which is crazy. Right. The thing, the things our vision will do when it's not grounded, Mm -hmm. right. When Mm -hmm. we are, when it isn't founded on purpose and principle. And, um, but because she went to jail, like it, it changed everything for me. And so I was, ended up being raised by my father and my stepmother and my stepmother wished we weren't there. And so I floundered. I didn't know who I was, what my purpose was, were it not for teachers. I had teachers in my life who, um, who showed me purpose mm-hmm. and gave me, I guess what, what I would say today is the early indications of vision, but I didn't learn about a vision board until I was in my twenties, I think. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. But but to think about you being, you know, 17, 18 years old and being clear that where you were in that moment was not where you were supposed to be forever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so inspired by that because I know that there are so many people, not just women, but people who are listening right now that in the face of what's happening right now in right. our country, at the time of the recording of this podcast, we are in the COVID-19 pandemic yes. and their vision is shot. Like they are, they're confused, they're conflicted, they're bamboozled, they're mm-hmm. downtrodden, they're mm-hmm. not, they're panicked, they have no idea how they're going to come right. out of this. And so for you to have had enough courage in the face of, so I know so many other people, my brother, I have two brothers who also, and, and a host of uncles who spent a good portion <laughs> of their life. I mean, I have one uncle, like he's literally out long enough to get caught again. Like, I really think he likes the security of three hots in a cot. Like, I just, I just think. Oh my gosh, you know the term. You know the term, three hots in a cot. I got it honest. Like, I I mean, yeah, I used to watch Oz and all the other shows, but like, no, I have real, I used to put money on my brother's books and all that. You know what I mean? So, but that, but that prison mentality Mm -hmm. that is coming full circle for so many people. So Lucinda, this has been so good. And I know that the people who are listening right now are like literally on the edge of their seats. And I know many of them are also in their own mental prison. They've locked themselves up as we've been talking about. So I just want to give you the floor Mm -hmm. to just speak whatever is on your heart for those people right now that are in a mental prison. What would you share with them to help them to begin the journey to get out of that prison? The first thing I would do is to, I, I do something called edit, edit my life. So I, I want you to edit your life. A lot of times we are incarcerating ourselves mentally and, involunt- and, and voluntarily just, you know, putting ourselves in this mental prison, spiritual prison, even financial prison, because we don't feel there's a way out and we begin to just settle, right? And I've been there before. So I do something called like edit your life and you just take an inventory and a list of all the things that you have on your plate. You realize that some of those things on your plate are not connected to you. They're not a part of your agenda. They're not a part of your growth or even your next level and phase. And then you'll see a lot of busy stuff that you're just involved in that has that is not producing any growth. And so for me, I had to edit my life and say, listen, why are you doing this? You know, what? who told you to work on that? You know, and I realized that it was so many things that I was dipping my hands in that I wasn't able to really focus. So even mentally, I was just putting so much weight on things that I need to, needed to do, you know, adding more to my to-do list instead of removing it and saying, what's a priority? What's a non-priority? 
And even mm -hmm. in business, what's my income producing task and what's my non-income producing task? And you'll see that you might be spending more time on things that are not producing growth, which is causing you to feel locked up. You know, the relationship <laughs> are, that you're in, is it producing growth? You know, what are some of the things that you may need to remove, the lifestyle that you live? And so we could just go down the line, but at least make a list of as many things as you possibly can, what's going on in your life personally and professionally, and see how can you begin to edit that so that you are living more life. You know, I have a saying, Danielle, it says, mm -hmm. you can either add years to your life or life to your years. Ooh. And that right there, when you look at the end of your list, see if you're adding years to your life or life to your years, because some of us are lifers and don't even know it. Right. And that could be a really sad thing. That yeah. is so good, Lucinda. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> before we even, I'm just going to stop right here because people, I want to make sure that you caught that. You have got to edit your life. And the question you need to ask yourself at the end of it is, are you adding years to your life? meaning you're putting too many things on your plate, or are you adding life to your years, meaning that you are maximizing or activating your life experience? Oh, this is so good. Okay. Mm. Okay, Lucinda, what do they do after Ooh. that? <laughs> <laughs> so once they do that and they're able to edit their life, now they're able to look and see the things that are holding them back from moving forward and showing up great and do, and, and following their passions and living their purpose. The next thing that you do, of course, I always go into vision boards. Like that mm -hmm. is my go-to because I, I, I truly believe having some type of blueprint in front of you is important, whether it's the mind map, blueprint. Um, but the vision board for me, such a simplistic tool, allows you to see your goals in living color. Now you can say, where am I heading and what does that look like? What does my health goals look like? What does my uh, relationship look like? What does my spiritual life look like? And you follow the fab five, faith, family, friends, finance, and fitness. You put that on your vision board, faith, family, friends, finance, and fitness. And if you're real bold, put a little fun on there. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that, that is your next step of just like freeing yourself from mental, emotional, um, incarceration, because now you're looking at who you're really stepping into and now identifying, which is the third step, the steps and actions that you need to make um, in order to live uh, the life that you truly desire. Oh, that's so, that's good too. Okay, so let me break down step two because it's two parts in there. The first part is what's mm -hmm. holding you back. And the way you identify what's mm -hmm. holding you back is by looking at your vision board. And the questions you need to ask yourself are, where am I heading and what does it look like? That's where the vision comes in. And you want to make sure that you are doing what Lucinda calls the fab five. So faith, mm -hmm. family, friends, finance, and fitness. And then she said, if you want to get jiggy with it, you can add in fun <laughs> and make sure that all those things are represented because it'll take you to step three, where you are able to actually identify whether or not you are um, creating an opportunity for you to be out living your best life or if you are continuing to lock yourself in that prison. Oh, okay, Lucinda, this is so good. Okay, mm. anything else? So those are the, the three core steps. Anything else we need to do after we do those three? No, that's it. You are good with, with bringing this full circle. <laughs> I'm listening to you like, I, I need to... I need, I need all of that written down. <laughs> I, love the, I love the way you describe it. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, I like, to, I like to pull it and pull it out for people because mm -hmm. I think, you know, when they're listening to a Lucinda Cross, who's like this 
a motivational superstar, this amazing giant <laughs> when it comes to activation, it sounds so good, but we got to make it real for them. And so sometimes yes. they hear you and they're so caught up in listening to your, um, the way you speak mm. and the cadence of your voice that they miss the nuggets. So I like to just be able to pull back Woo! a layer to break it down and be like, no, this is, this doesn't have to be that hard. It's going to take for you to get to a quiet space. Right. And, and to, to set the intention that, you know what, for the, for the next hour, for the next two hours, for the next day, however long it takes, mm. I'm going to get myself out of prison. The mental, emotional, financial, spiritual prison that I am in because I'm not feeling my best. I am not able to activate. I'm going to dissipate all of that. And the first mm. thing I'm going to do is I'm going to edit my life. I'm going to look, I'm going to take this inventory and I'm going to get crystal clear about everything that's on my plate. And I'm going to start throwing things away that shouldn't be on my plate. This is where delegating right. comes in or eliminating, right? So you have to decide what are you going to tolerate? Yes. What are you going to delegate? And what are you going to eliminate? That's part of that editing your life. Mm. And then once you do that, mm. then you'll be able to be like, okay, now that I know what's there, I can clearly see what's been holding me back. And more importantly, I can see where I'm going. And now I know exactly what it is I need to do to get it. And then I love how you said the, the fab five and being able to look at each of those areas of your life, right? So, and I love that you started with faith, right? So what does my faith need to look like? Where am I heading and what is the mm -hmm. role my faith plays in that? Where, where's my family? Are, are my family serving me? Like, like none of us can, mm -hmm. we didn't get to choose the family we were born into. We have some mm -hmm. choice in the family that we, we create with someone, right? But the family we're born into, we don't have any say in that. But, but the say we do have is whether or not we continue to allow ourselves to be in a mental prison because they're putting us there, okay. right? I mean, I, I, mean, I love, I, I feel like a, a color purple moment coming on. I love <laughs> God knows I do. I love my family. God knows I do. But I also know me and I know what I need in order to make sure that I'm being fed and my life is affirming. And so I pick and choose when I spend time with family and then which family members I spend time with. Cause oh, I got yeah. some, mm -mm, you won't see me unless we at a funeral or a wedding. And even then it's like a, Hey, what's up? And I'm gonna keep it moving. And That's so right. That's right. I want, you know, those of you who part of your prison is the people in your family as an adult, you get to choose. When you were a child, you kind of had to take whatever was coming your way. But now that you're grown, you don't have to spend time with people who aren't adding value to your life. And it might be hard, but you yes. have to make the decisions that are right for you because if they're creating the prison or they're a contributor to the prison that you're in, you're not able to, to really activate your life. You're not able to adjust mm -hmm. your vision to get what you want out of this life experience. That's what Lucinda is saying. And yes. it's so important that you do that because no, there might not be, you know, um, bars or there mm -hmm. might not be whatever the size of the, the um, cell is that's holding mm -hmm. you back. But if your faith, family, friends, finances, and fitness aren't where they need to be, then that could certainly be contributing to the prison that you're in. And this is about not only getting out of prison, but but activating your life beyond the prison. Come on. Oh, God. That's what this oh, is. Oh, God. For real. That's Lisa. a word. That's Seriously. a word. Woo! I mean, because that's what you've done. Like you, I mean, I have chills right now. When I think about your story and when I think about who you are today, like it's because of those vision boards that you wrote in mm -hmm. prison. It's because mm -hmm. that you were practicing what you were preaching. It's because that you have made a commitment to help your fellow inmates make yes. decisions for their lives and then you got out and you were like no man i can't keep this to myself 
I got to share this with everybody. And, and I hope that what you guys are getting as you're even listening to me break down what we've talked about in this interview is that the steps are really simple. The question is, are you actually going to do it? Because there is no magic pill to, to life at the level of activation except to take the action. Lucinda said that early on. She, she said, I decided, you, I wrote it down. You were like, no, it wasn't, my vision was not going to die and I was going to do what I needed to do. I decided I was going to do what I needed to do every single day. Mm, 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 mm. This is good. So the question, <laughs> the question you listeners, y'all need to be asking yourself is, are you going to decide? Are you going to make a decision? Right. I love that Emerson quote, Lucinda, is that uh, Emerson says, once you decide, all of the universe rearranges itself to bring you what you decided. And I think that's mm -hmm. activation. Right. So once yes, you make that firm decision that this is it, then God in this universe has got to shift to bring what you yes, want yes. into play. And so you guys have got to decide. You got to make the decision. And the best way to do that is following these three steps, editing your life, going through what's holding you back and then clarifying where you're hitting and what it looks like with your fab five and then identifying exactly what it is, what actions you need to take in order to bring the vision that you have for yourself into your life experience. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know what else to say, Lucinda, you, that's it right there. That's, that's so the mic good. is dropped. The mic is dropped. <laughs> the podcast is on fire. This is it. <laughs> that's it. So before we get out of here, mm -hmm. I have uh, three questions I like to ask you. And, but I also want to give you an opportunity to tell everybody where they can find you. So tell everybody how they can find you online first, and then I'll ask you our, our incredible factor wisdom questions. Yes. So on LinkedIn, Lucinda Cross, I love to uh, play over on Instagram, Lucinda Cross as well. So I'm Googleicious all across <laughs> the board. Just put in Lucinda Cross and connect with me or go to lucindacross.com. Awesome. 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 Okay. Wrap up question. So the first question is, what is your favorite quote? Uh, my elementary teacher told me this quote and I love it. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. I love it. I, I mean, it's a testament to your life, right? Mm -hmm. like, yes. Yeah, that's so good. And then your favorite book or the last book you read, actually, the last book you read. Ah, oh, I'm going to be biased. Of course, my book, The Big <laughs> Ask. <laughs> the Big Ask is the last book I read. But honestly, it was the um, the four... Oh my God, I can't think of the name of it. I'll just leave it with that. The four agreements? Idea. No. no I'm trying to leave it with your book. We'll put your book in the show notes so everybody can go and get the big Okay, app. okay, yeah, yeah. And then the one tool that you swear by to grow your business. Oh, getting a financial advisor. Yes. That, uh, that is needed. You want to understand wealth and money, that financial advisor and, and an accountant, a good one. Yes. That need to learn the language of what money and wealth is that's oh that's so good oh okay i gotta write that down that was so good learn the language of wealth and money that's good all right well there you have it lucinda i just want to thank you so much for being here thank you for gracing our podcast with your powerful presence i am just excited about what's going to happen in the lives of those who listen to this and you guys are going to want to listen to this episode several times so that you can come back and get these nuggets again. Lucinda came for you, but she didn't just come for you. She brought you something really, really powerful. And all of that will help you to adjust your vision, not only right now with everything that's going on because of COVID-19, but just 
to constantly be clear about your vision, where you're headed, what it looks like, and what it's going to take, what you're going to have to activate to get there. So thank you so much for being with us, Lucinda. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. I love it. I had fun. Awesome. I tried to tell you, <laughs> I hope you realize now how amazing that interview with Lucinda just was. I, listen, the mic has been dropped. There is really nothing left to say. And I'm just going to close out this interview as best as I can. My, my jaws are like literally still on the ground because it was so juicy good. There were a few things that came to me as I listened back to our interview that I just wanna share with you, some questions I want you to ask yourself because if you are going to adjust your vision in a time such as this, in the time of COVID-19, while most people are, are seeking clarity and just not sure what to do, what direction they should be going in, Lucinda dropped so many powerful nuggets and gave you an exact blueprint that you should be following right now in order to adjust your vision and to continue to realize what it is that you desire so that you don't continue to live in that mental prison that you've established for yourself. So here are the questions that kind of seeped into my spirit as I listened back to the interview. Number one, who do you need to become? Being is the embodiment of who you were created to be before you were formed in your mother's womb, when God knew you and approved you. So who do you need to become in order to adjust your vision, activate your vision, and to live your vision? Number two, what do you need to do differently? Like, what do you need to activate? What steps do you need to take in order to truly realize the vision that you see for yourself? And then number three, how do you need to show up? Like, what are you going to be willing to change? Are you going to be willing to be selfish, to be about yourself in order to be selfless, to be about other people? Those are just some of the powerful nuggets that I got from listening back to my conversation with Lucinda. And if you did enjoy our conversation and you want to connect directly with Lucinda, you want to make sure that you check out the show notes where I will have a link for her website so that you can go and learn more and follow this powerful woman. I mean, listen, <laughs> I don't have to tell you how powerful she was. You just heard it, right? I am so excited about your vision and how to be able to come out of this pandemic better than you went into it. As you heard me say a few weeks ago in an episode on the podcast, this is the time when business, businesses will be made or broken. And I know that by activating what Lucinda shared with us in this interview, you will be one of the businesses that are made. And I'm excited for you. I'm excited to hold that space for you until you get there. But I do know that you will, in fact, get there. So I want to just thank you for joining me for this interview. And if you enjoyed it, also, you know, make sure that you go out and show Lucinda some love. Follow her on all of the various ways you can follow her on social media and let her know that you heard her on the Leverage Your Incredible Factor podcast. Thank you for joining me for the Leverage Your Incredible Factor business podcast. If after listening to this episode, you know that it's time that you stop playing and praying small, you should go grab my Grow Your Business Toolkit. Based on the pillars of business optimization, this toolkit is the only resource you need to get crystal clear about what it will take to take your business to the seven-figure mark. Go grab yours today at growyourbiztoolkit.com. And if you enjoyed our time together, do yourself a favor. Head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Until next time, remember you deserve to scale your business, shake the planet, and fund the life you crave. Take care.